Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down and talk to Danny from the Coronas. Oh, it's lovely. Danny's... uh, uh, at home in Dublin, and we have a lovely chat, and we, we, we do a deep dive into some beautiful Irish music as well, and uh, and I get a recommendation in. I recommend a band, uh, an Irish band, that I don't think enough people know about, but you have to wait and see what that's going to be. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely natter, this one, and, uh, and yeah, we talk about, you know, the impact of being called the Coronas, you know, how, how was that during lockdown? Um, we talk about the new record, we talk about World Tour, uh, and... All the usual stuff. We talk great records and creative journeys, and uh, and and Danny's a real diamond guy. So you're gonna you're in for a treat today. Um, before we get on with the episode, um, huge thanks to Seventy Six for producing this. Um, big love to everybody at um, the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Scroobius Pip. Um, and yeah, I'll mention in Scroobius Pip. I should say that there's a new podcast. It's called Tell Me About It, and it's hosted by Scroobius Pip and myself. Um, and it's a long form interview podcast, um, and it's available wherever you get your pods. So give it a listen and let us know what you think. Um, the first series will pretty much be all out by now, I think. So uh, go check it out and let me know what you make of it. Um, if this is your first time listening to Off the Beaten Track, hello. Um, it's lovely to have you join us. Um, you're late. We've put 440 odd episodes out now, um, and you've missed chats with. Oh, blimey, who have you missed chats with? Let's have a little thing. Travis, Suede, Idols, Foo Fighters, Motley Crue, Public Enemy, Rag and Bone Man, uh, Butch Fig, The Killers. The list goes on. There's loads of actors, comedians, DJs, Fatboy Slim, Fed Legrand, um, producers, Butch Fig, you know that bloke that produced Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, Sonic Youth? That's a lovely chat. Um, they're all to be listened to. They're all for free. Um, so go check them out and tell your mates about it and uh, and spread the love. Um, if you want any more content and you want to support the podcast further, it'll cost you a dollar a month over on our Patreon. Um, you get some episodes up front, you know, ad-free. You get to watch all the episodes. I put all the videos up over on Patreon, so you can watch that. I put up radio shows, playlists, and all lots of bits and pieces, um, and it'll cost you about 20p a week and yeah that that dollar goes in the pot to help cover the costs of the production of the podcast and and ensuring that i still get to put out two episodes each week for free which is i'm sure you can imagine it's 
quite a lot of work. Um, yeah, 440 odd episodes in three years. We're, 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 we're traveling some. Um, anyway, you can find out about Patreon and all the places you can, you know, listen to the podcast and where you can find us on the socials at your one-stop shop off the beat and not beaten off the beat and track podcast.com. Anyway, let's get on with it. Please enjoy it off the beat and track podcast with the Coronas. Sorry, ladies and gents. I've just got to jump in quickly and tell you that this podcast is proud to be in partnership with Hotel Chocolat. That's right. Hotel Chocolat, those people that make all the delicious chocolatey stuff, right? They have been my partner now for close to two years, and I can't thank them enough. Um, and the one way that I can kind of help them is by telling all you lot about what they're up to. You know all about the chocolate stuff because you, you go and get your chocolates from there. But some of you like a little tipple of booze, right? So if you do, you need to check out their velvetized cream range. So what they've done is they've got loads of all your favorite spirits. And then they've added their lovely chocolatey, magic-y stuff to it. So you can get like, uh, my favourite's the mint chocolate one. Go check out their mint chocolate velvetized cream because it is delicious. The salted caramel one will blow your socks off as well. There's loads. You need to go and check out uh, the alcohol range that um, Hotel Chocolat do. And I'm proud to tell you that this podcast is in partnership with Hotel Chocolat. Go check them out. But right now, get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, Stu with him. Okay, we are recording. Danny, how are you today, mate? I'm good, Stu. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Um, it's nice to uh, to get to meet you and to, to talk records today. Um, before we jump into your playlist, talk me through a little bit about these 18, 19 months of lockdown uh, that that is hopefully becoming a, a you know a distant memory now. But just tell me how that affected you personally and creatively. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure like every band you've had on, they they all have a, a similar story about how you know it it really it took the the lifeblood of our industry, which is live music, and. And that was just taken away from us, and and we had all the the usual struggles that that bands had, canceling tours, tours, rescheduling tours, and and changing dates for releases of songs and all. But then we also had this weird, extra little unusual, uh, unfortunate coincidence in that we shared uh, a, a name with the virus, which which was really just bizarre initially. It was like, what is this real life? Is this something? Is this is like a weird dream or something? Yeah. And and. Uh, and yeah, it definitely threw me, you know, and I was like, you know, this, maybe this is going to be the end of us, like, you know, as a band, never mind. But like, I mean, you have all the initial worries that everyone had. First of all, is my family going to be okay? Are we ever going to be able to gig again? You know, and then when the dust settles, it's like, okay, and is this going to affect us? And I think weirdly, the the more sort of well-known the, the pan, like the virus, the COVID, coronavirus, whatever you call it, became... I, I was less concerned about the effect it would have on us. It's like, it's like, you know, words, the word took on its own meaning, the coronavirus and COVID, and it just sort of meant something else. And, and, you know, so yeah, the fact that our band is the Coronas, I think after a certain stage, I was just like, you know, what? it's just a name. It's not really going to yeah. make a huge difference. And, and our first, first uh, inclination was of course to poke fun at ourselves. And we, 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 we tweeted, uh, Corona, the beer, 
asking them, you know, what, what, what have you guys got a plan to rebrand? Uh, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Like, we're just asking for a friend, uh, you know, and uh, they didn't reply. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was just one of those things you had to sort of, you had to sort of laugh at the situation, yeah. I suppose, and the strangeness of it. And, and yeah, but in answer to your question, I mean, yeah, creatively, I, I think I went through waves in the lockdowns. One lockdown, I, I find myself being really creative and loads happening. And another lockdown, I would just be watching the Tiger King and the Last Dance, and I wouldn't be able to pick up a guitar, or play or play the piano. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to allow yourself to have those ups and downs. I've always found as a writer, and try not to be too hard on yourself. I'm I'm now at the stage we we have a new record coming out now in October, and that that was written really last year in the in the second round of of the lockdowns and stuff. And I haven't really written too much this year because we went to London, we recorded it in January. And then we've been sort of making plans and then gigs came back and we had a lot of gigs that were rescheduled that we're catching up on. And now it's starting to get to me where I'm like, God, I need to get back right and, and get a start on yeah. what will be the next record. And and But even at that, I'm like, okay, well, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, there's a lot going on. You'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. Like So uh, I think, yeah, as I say, it comes in waves for, for us anyway as a band. And that was a really long answer to your simple question. I'm no, sorry. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Well, look, let's start your playlist. And, yeah. and I'm going to ask you, Danny, please, to tell me for, for track one, please, the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro. Yeah, well, this was a tough one. And I, I could have... I, I, I was thinking about a lot of different songs. And for some reason, Jeff Buckley kept coming into my head. And I even could have picked a couple of his songs. Yeah. But uh, I went for Grace, the title track of, of his album. And I just love... I remember hearing a, this album for the first time, and I think up until that point, I had been maybe just listening to a little bit more accessible rock, like you know Oasis and sure. you know Travis and and these type of bands. And and when I heard Grace the album and what what you could do with the genre and how far you could push vocally and arrangement wise and musicianship. I was like, oh, wow, you can do all that sort of stuff. It doesn't yeah. have to be, a, you know, a, a three-minute pop rock song with, with two verses, two choruses, and a middle eight. It can, you can just have a, an intro that goes on for ages and meanders yeah. around. And and I thought, yeah, that album uh, had a lot of that. It had moments. like, And, and the intro to Grace is, is just beautiful when when the guitar starts and then it drops and yeah. it all cracks in and it's just like, wow. like you know. So uh, that's, that's just one that popped in my head, as I say. Probably if you caught me on another day, I might have said something else, but that was definitely uh, definitely one that that came to me there. Oh, it's a cracker, mate. And and I'll tell you what, I think we I think this is we're four hundred and forty five episodes into this now, and I think you're the first person to choose Jeff Buckley uh, no for, for, for for that question. And sure. uh, and I'm always surprised, like, like cause I think Last Goodbye is a really good intro. And, yeah, you know, it's just got that lovely little kind of build, and then it's just all sort of just drops on you. It's it's, it's wonderful. One hundred percent. I was going to pick Last Goodbye as well. We yeah. actually, when the band started, we used to cover Last Goodbye for for, and I loved being able to play it and trying yeah. to do my best Jeff Buckley impression. Like, <laughs> um, but I decided to, to go with. Race, but I could have easily picked up yeah. uh, Last Boys up. Wonderful. When you write, Danny, like, are you aware that there was, you know, the way that people would have discovered, and not many people did discover Jeff Buckley when he was alive, unfortunately. You know, it seems that a yeah. lot of people have sort of found him, obviously, since. Um, but, but when, you know, Grace was released and, 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 and singles would have been released from that record, like, 
the way that people would have heard that and listened to that is far different from how people are listening to music now and getting their records. Um, so, you know, with, with the kind of evolution of things like streaming services and, and bands utilizing apps like TikTok and things like that to kind of get their 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 art across, how much of that and the importance of getting onto platforms and playlists and things like that filtered through into your creative process if at all yeah i try not to let it filter through to the creative process i think we're at an interesting sort of we have an interesting standpoint on it because when when the corona started off we started the band 15 years ago our first our first album came out and at that stage it was still physical sales so we've seen the industry sort of change and evolve over the last 15 years as i say first record we went like triple platinum in Ireland and we could actually see people were still buying CDs. Like, you know, that came out in 2007 and that was just the start of when things started to go to more downloads. And then it was iTunes and then Napster and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and now you can see it, as you say, with streaming and, and now even the new, what I would say is the new streaming now is TikTok and they're the numbers that, 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 that really record companies are looking at now, which is a strange one for us. But, um, Definitely, all all the way along, we've never tried to 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 let it change our creative process, and we've always just sort of tried to focus on the song. And I think that has stood to us in our own our own development as a band and our own how our music has evolved over our few albums. And that we've just sort of grown with it. And you know, we we've been very lucky that we we've over the years we've gotten so much radio support in Ireland. And that initially that was a big driver for our live success in Ireland and the fact that we can tour and play big rooms in Ireland was because we were getting national radio here but I think even now it doesn't quite equate the way it used to with radio actually even and I see it with some new bands in Ireland who are getting lots of radio play but it doesn't equate to ticket sales like the way it used to when we started and it seems to me to be still a bit up in the air it's like there isn't it isn't as tangible the the even TikTok, you know, I mean, there's 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 other acts in Ireland as well who have huge TikTok followers and huge streaming numbers, but still wouldn't sell tickets. It's it's sort of a strange one, and it's like you need everything to align at once to re- yeah. to really. And and I think we, as I say, we were lucky in that we were sort of like a student band, and we had one song that got played on on regional radio first of all in Ireland, and then it went national, and we just really built it up over the years and then we got to experience the more major label side of things after our third label we signed to island records and we moved to london and we lived there for a few years and we were signed on the on the same day as as catfish and the bottleman and i'll never forget they had a bigger like signing party than us and that that was (laughs) an extra case of champagne at their one (laughs) yeah exactly and that was my first indicator going okay there's levels to this right (laughs) yeah yeah. and then i could see a couple of months later they were everywhere like and we were still like trying to email island going uh what's what's the plan for our next single like i know the first one didn't go as well as you thought but it was funny because you know we released a, a single with island and I thought it did great. It got lots of play on XFM, and it, but it, it didn't. It didn't connect with Radio One, and that was it. And it, and that was we were just another yeah. sob story on the major label thing at the time. And you know, I, I, it, I, I don't regret rolling the dice with the major and all that. But it, like now, even still, I think majors are less less inclined to take a punt on someone and hope oh, that God, a song yeah. connects on 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 radio. 
now you have to actually go to the labels with a certain amount of TikTok and streaming numbers before they even invest even any more in you. You know, whereas Absolutely. Even, even with us, you know, they took a punt on us in the UK because we had done well in Ireland and and but I, I don't think that's even happening anymore. So it is it is ever evolving and, and to be honest, for my own sanity I try and stay away from it. And sure. even when other bands ask me for their opinion on what do you think we should do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The industry just changes every couple of years. Yeah. And I just, I, so in answer to your question again, long, long story short, we try and not overthink even radio or anything else other than trying to get the best out of the song. And if we like it, then it tends, you, you know, if you're proud of it yourself and you like the song yourself, that's, that's as good as you can do. And, and it's trying to forget where it's, where it might end up. Absolutely. And just stay in the moment when you're writing it, yeah. Tell me about the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Yeah, well, I went for the Cranberries on this one, uh, Linger, which uh, the Cranberries were one of my favorite bands. It was like the first, it was the first record, I think, the first album I bought, I think. Um, and I remember just being like blown away that this band were big in America and they were from Limerick, like down the road, like, and, and it was like, oh my God. And, female lead singer and she was rocking out and a linger is just a beautiful song like it's just it's again it's got a great intro as well actually mm. and, and 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 it's uh it's just a beautiful song and I, I remember putting on that album and like you know there's albums when you're younger that you put on and, you, and you're so engrossed in it and it's just like oh my god like that's amazing and and just start to finish just it really touching you emotionally and 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 that was that was probably the first song that that did that. And uh, I lo- I loved the cranberries. I remember going to see them when I was like I think my mother brought me to see them when I was twelve or something like you know. And they were they were huge in the mid nineties. So I would have been. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, yeah whatever 10 or or late 90s i suppose i would have been 12 so yeah it was it was uh it was amazing to see an irish band like go global and and obviously you two were 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 there before Mm -hmm. them and but i suppose i just didn't really relate to you two they they were big in the 80s when i was only 
born in the late 80s so yeah. it, it was sort of it was cool to see this new band and and, and see that they're playing rock music and and taking over the world and and i just love that song you know yeah it's he's a beautiful beautiful record linger yeah. and and it was it was crazy like i'm i'm well old so i was like um i kind of would have been sort of probably late teens when when the cranberries exploded in the mid 90s and and it was mad it was like they're storming the states, and yeah. it's like, and I think it's the video to ridiculous thoughts. I think it is, and like, and it's just all kind of concert footage, and you just see like how big they'd got. It was yeah. like, wow, this band are literally smashing it worldwide. And, the, and they had that thing where it sort of it hit America first for whatever reason, and that that sort of thing used to happen where a song could just connect on radio. Yeah. And I remember Noel, the guitar player, actually telling me, I met him and I'm a big fan. I met him and he was like, they were on tour with, they were supporting, I think, the Hothouse Flowers or someone like that around Europe. And when I think it was Linger or Dreams, one of the first singles anyway, connected. And they were taken off that tour and brought to America and like literally going from playing to 40 people as a support band to going and filling rooms in America, people singing the song back to you like and. That was the way it could happen then. Your brand, yeah. band could break that easy. And then it came back. And at this stage, they weren't even that big. They weren't big in Ireland either, never mind the UK. Like yeah. So it was, then they came back. People saw what was going on in America and it came back. And I think Hosier has a, sim, a similar enough story in that he sort of connected more on radio in America first. And then it sort of filtered back to the UK. And I think that can happen sometimes, you know. Whereas as Irish bands, we would always look to the UK as our stepping stone to, to, to take it on, you know, and, but it doesn't always have to be that way, I suppose. But yeah, it's, and the lyric in it as well, that's why it's emotional, you know. Yeah. It, even now, you know, I'm in too deep, you know, I'm such a fool for you. Like, it's just that thing of you, you sing it and you know, oh, I know what she's thinking, like, you know. So, yeah. You know, taking nothing away from, you know, from a songwriting, but, the, you know, that lyric that you just said, it's so simple. Yeah. And, like, that's what makes it, I guess, so instantly relatable and because we've all been there and I think yeah. that's just that connection is formed like that yeah. and that's without her, you know, it's the fact that she's singing it makes it so beautiful as well. Like, 100%. Oh. But you're, de- you're dead right. So simple. It's like the first time you hear it, like yeah. you got me wrapped around your finger and you're yeah. just like, that's that's it like yeah. that's that's everyone's felt that yeah and it's like the very it's not one of those lyrics that you need to hear a few times and work it out yeah. and you know poetic it's just like honest and emotional so yeah, yeah it's it is it's a great show absolutely well let's stay in the formative years and i'm going to ask you um danny to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school please mate yeah well i, I went for radiohead here again i i was i was in secondary in the late late 90s so it was you know my i was uh yeah 14 in in 99 so uh yeah i remember the bands being an album that i loved going in a bit earlier than that i know i think okay computer came out in 95 did it but for whatever reason i i just remember i think because I couldn't play any of the OK Computer songs, but in, in, in our band, in our band, we, we, we could play high and dry. Yeah. So we used to do... They like, got really oh, clever on OK Computer, yeah, didn't exactly. they? exactly. <laughs> it was just like, I, I, was, I, was a, I was a three-chord trick. <laughs> so some people would say I still am. But um, yeah, I, back then it was, it was, I remember us, us covering uh, high and dry. So when we were in secondary school, about 13, 14, I'd say 
we had little uh, lunch times. The, the few people who were forming bands would get together, and you'd, you'd, and that's really where our band started. So yeah. we would play high and dry just as a three piece, and and it was great. And, that, and so whenever I hear that song, it reminds me. We we called it. We had them at lunch times. It was like music fest. They would call it in our school, and it just reminds me of that. And we would play high and dry and. And it's just again, it's a beautiful song. And I, I mean, Radiohead, one of my favorite bands of all time, and and, and still to this day, like yeah. I'm obsessed with them. Like I've seen them so many times, and uh, yeah, they're they're incredible. But I, I loved the early stuff, and even when I remember when OK Computer came out first, like a bit like Grace, it, t- it took me a while to get my head around it. It's like, oh, okay, it's not like you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and yeah. you know the you know the the simplicity of of street spirit or, or, or high and dry mm. or fake plastic trees or whatever. It was a lot more elaborate, but as, as a couple of listens, a couple of listens, even a couple of years, you go back to it and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and, and, and let down off Oak and computer oh. is probably my favorite song of all time. Like it's literally when I, if I, if someone just said to me, just pick one song now to play, like I, I, I would pick it, like, and just put it on. If, if everyone was listening, then I had one song to pick because it's just magic. It's just yeah. the, the, the way the, the guitars mix together and everything. I, I, I love that song. I love that album. But I went for High and Joy because it reminds me of, of being in school and trying to play it. Like, yeah. So, so playing at school, um, lunch times and things like that, was, was a career in music something that you were focused on? Um, or was there anything else that you sort of wanted to be when you were at school? I think deep down I knew it's what I wanted to do, but I, I probably didn't admit it. I even I, w- I went to university and, and studied business. Like I, do, I have a commerce degree in UCD, and even all through university we were we were a student band. We were playing gigs. It was just to do something. And you know when we got into final year, the band actually started to take off a little bit. Well, I say that. I mean, we were doing gigs around Dublin, two hundred, three hundred people, but there was people there. They were full, like you know. Mm. Um. And I was almost like going to drop out of uni, but I, I was like, you know, I've come, come, done my two and a half years, I might as well finish it out, you know. So I, I, I was glad that I did just to have it, I suppose. And but after that, we said we'd give it a year and see what happened. But no, when I was in school, I, I, I did know myself, I think, that it's what I wanted to do, something in music anyway. Um, I enjoyed playing, I enjoyed writing songs, I enjoyed singing. And then... I, I was very much into sport. I still am. Like I'm a huge soccer fan. I still play a bit of soccer and and, and Gaelic football, which is a big sport here. And and I was I played Gaelic football at a high level when I was 18, and that was the thing that sort of I put a lot of my focus into. But I think the discipline of actually playing sport at a decent level stood to me when it came to music as well because it was everything around it. I, like I, when all the rest of my friends were going off on on boozy holidays after school, I was like training and looking after what I was eating and trying to be focused on, on staying fit and stuff. And that definitely stood. Are you pretty driven then, Danny? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I just, I love, I'm competitive. I love sport in that way. And I, I think we are working hard work. And I think, especially in the early days of the band, you know, we, we didn't have any label. We did, we were self-managed and we, we used to just, work really hard gig you know four times a weekend and and whatever else we could do and we really built it from the ground up so definitely in the early years we worked hard now i think we found a good balance where 
we've gotten to the stage in Ireland where we're, we're still thankfully selling selling out big venues and and we get to tour and 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 do our thing and and we've got a world tour coming up at the end of the year and I'm so excited for it and and we get to play big shows in the UK as well like we're playing Shepherd's Bush in, in September and I cannot wait for that it's such a it's such an amazing venue like and so get being able to do things like that you know without breaking through in in a in a sort of major sense that's okay i'm i'm happy and i always say there's no guarantee that chris martin is a happier human than i am you know it's just it's yeah. your success is is what you get out of it and yeah. definitely in the early days i was driven for sure and, and i still am driven i'm still ambitious and hard working but i think i've got a good a better maybe balance in life and just enjoying the process and 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 not you know why aren't we getting this or why isn't this happening and yeah. why do we get dropped by this label and why isn't this you know whatever like you can always look at external things but yeah. i think we, we've we gotten to the stage now and especially post pandemic as well where you're just enjoying the journey and you're just you're trying to appreciate what you have and and we definitely have that you know wonderful tell me about the first song you remember buying from a record shop mate oh, okay yeah well this is a little bit of an embarrassing one. I'm sure everyone has a few embarrassing ones, but my my this my is first meant single... to be embarrassing. This okay, one, okay, yeah. No one, good. no one was cool when they got their first record. Yeah, exactly. No chance. Well, the first single I bought was was Gangsters Paradise. Coolio, that's all right. And, and it's it's still a tune. It's yeah. still a tune. Coolio was only in Ireland recently. I saw this on on people's Instagram. It came up with me. He was around town singing Gangsters Paradise in some pub, like, but. Uh, he, yeah, it was such a tune. It was such a tune. There's no, there's no denying. It still stands up there when that, those strings come in, whatever that sample yeah. is, you know, it's a, it's a head bopper. And uh, I loved it. Like, you know, and as I say, I, I, I probably could have picked the Cranberries as the first album that I bought as well as around that time. But definitely I remember going out and buying What's the Story, Morning Glory and not only buying the album, but buying the songbook, which was the thing for me. I just started to play guitar and I wanted to play all these songs. And I remember buying the songbook, which was a thing that I think has probably faded over the years. But yeah. a songbook, you used to be able to go and buy the songbook with all the chords. And I would just literally play the album start to finish just along with it. And, and you know, even like if I found like a little mistake in the songbook, I was go, I don't think he's playing it that way. I think he's playing it this way. And I, yeah. then I'd check it out and I'd see, yeah, he's playing it with a capo. It's not played that way. He plays it a different way. And those sort of things are really good for me and, and my ear of just of getting used to it. And, and I often find when... And this has stood to me even recently. I probably don't do it enough recently, but when there's an album that I like, if I go and try and play it, like if there's a new band that I like and I go and just try and play along, it ends up giving me new ideas for chord progressions and and, and even melodies and stuff that ends up helping my writing. You know. And I think it was Noel Gallagher himself who said, if you rob enough things from different places, different musicians, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You end up with something original, like, you know. Yeah. And, but I often find when I actually sit down and try and play other bands' music, like I did at the start of the pandemic as well, where I was locked in a house in, 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 in West Kerry and Dingle in the southwest corner of Ireland, and I had a piano there, and I wanted to do something. So every night on the Corona's Instagram, I would just pick a random cover and and play and it was just something to take my mind off it and it ended up people would be tuning in every night and i'd just do a different initially i started doing different irish bands and then i just started playing whatever song but after a while it was like it was like i've and i did it and then because initially everyone thought the pandemic was two weeks long or something like and and they went on and on and on and on and i was doing these every night like every (laughs) night and eventually i was like this is actually causing me more stress than than enjoyment you know (laughs) trying to think of a song it gets to lunchtime and i'd be like oh god i gotta go and learn a new song now and play it tonight like and eventually, so yeah, I was a bit. I, one day, I just turned on the Instagram. I was like, "I'm not going to do this anymore. I feel like writing some music myself now." Yeah. So good luck, like. But it, it had done what it what it needed to do. Like I was just like, "That's enough." It's yeah. a bit like Forrest Gump when he was running forever, and then he just turns around <laughs> and just goes, "I think I'm going to go home now." Yeah. That's enough. That like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it, 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 I had one of those moments where I was like, "I'm not really enjoying this anymore. This is becoming yeah. sort of counterproductive." Like me trying to stress over what song I'm yeah. going to play. So. So that was the end of the covers, but uh, definitely Oasis w- was was songs that I first learned. And when I bought What Story Morning Glory, I remember sitting down learning it. And and even now, I was at a session in Dingle at the weekend, and I started playing Half the World Away with a friend yeah. of mine, and we were doing the harmonies. And you know, I, I love Oasis. I love uh, you know, especially the early stuff, but I, I still like them as well. The that, latest, stuff. you know, as 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 a songwriter. And I mean, Oasis of people have chosen Oasis for for multiple um, questions on this podcast over yeah. the years, and I mean they know their way around in the intro as well. Yeah. Um, but I think we've watched the story. I think definitely maybe it's just got that excitement of a band where you know, like most debut albums, you're throwing everything at it and you yeah. just you want Energy, to scream it from the rooftops, hundred percent. But I think we've watched the story. It just feels like. Noel Gallagher just picked up a guitar and was like, oh, I'm just going to write an amazing record this morning and then I'm going to write an amazing record this afternoon. And it was like, and and I, I justify that by, you know, I was DJing in, in, in sort of, you know, my venue and stuff around this point and seeing yeah. the impact that Oasis had on alternative music culture was unbelievable. It, it just took it from... You know, Nirvana took it somewhere a few years previously, but, you know, to most people on the street, they were still them scruffy blokes that made that noise. Yeah. Oasis come along, and they're wearing Ben Sherman, they're wearing cool clothes with cool haircuts, talking about fighting fucking football, and it's like, all of a sudden, the lads in the football terraces are loving Oasis, and it was like, all of a sudden, it was all right to like guitar music again, and it was like, and I, you know... I've been sort of playing all of these indie bands in my club for, you know, five years previous. And all of a sudden, the demographic of people that would get into Oasis and then before you knew it, they bought a Blur album. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I bought a Suede album the other day or like yeah, a pulp yeah, record. Yeah. And it was like, they changed so much. I think Noel Gallagher famously said, I remember walking on stage at Nepworth and thinking, fuck, I've literally killed 
the indie scene of like <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, took yeah, it yeah. to the masses now and yeah. but I think that comes down to like uh, timing and everything was w- w- was right for that kind of movement and but essentially like if you listen to all of them tracks on um what's the story they're amazing and the bit that really hammers it home for me Dan is when they released some might say which I think is one of the best tracks on that record yeah it's a shame that Roll With It gets all the attention because of the blur thing. So I actually think that's one of the weaker tracks on that album. Me too. Me too, yeah. And uh, But some might say he's fucking amazing. And the CD single, right? I don't know if you bought it. The B-sides, right? He, I mean, this is back in the days of B-sides yeah. where a lot of bands would throw something. Ah, yeah, I'll just throw that on there. It was a session from here or it was something yeah. that weren't made. The B-sides were Acquiesce and Talk oh. Tonight. Oh my god! He threw them B sides. <laughs> like, how confident was he of what was round the corner? He must have just thought it ain't slowing down. We can yeah. throw them as a B side because I've got this coming. Master Plan was a B side. I know, you know, yeah. Like half a world away was a B side. You just yeah. think, oh my god, the confidence in his ability at that point yeah, must have been through the roof. Like, god. I know. It is. It is crazy. It's it's so crazy. I'd say that was really interesting, though, as you say, DJing and seeing it change, like because it was pretty quickly. Like it went from being an indie thing to a a global thing. Like, yeah. I'd say that was mad seeing that change. Like you know, yeah, it, it was it was crazy because I've been like what like Blur from where I'm from, and so Blur used to play my venue and stuff when they were doing you know when the first record come out and. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, the furore in that mid-90s, it just was unbelievable. Like, they, like, like Liam and Damon, they weren't, like, you know, alternative heroes. They were pop stars. Jarvis yeah. Cocker was a pop star. Pop star, yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, they're, they're, they're on, like, every, they're on top of the pops. Every, they're hosting on top of the pops. They're, they're on, all, you know, they're, they're winning Brits left, right, and centre. And all of a sudden, I remember seeing like Blur in all of these tiny little venues over the years with the first couple of albums. And 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 then obviously things got bigger with Park Life. But then I remember seeing them at Wembley Arena when uh, the Great Escape came out with Country House and all that, and thinking, "Oh, I'm the tallest person in this gig." And it was literally <laughs> teenage girls, like yeah, just yeah, yeah. screaming, like it was like the Beatles, and it was like. Oh, they're pop stars now, and like yeah, it was yeah, just it just seeing it all change was it was really interesting, and yeah. and and sort of just watching their movements, and 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 it was that kind of mid nineties lad culture type thing that I think exposed guitar music to such a a bigger the Mondays and the Roses to a degree, yeah, to, you know, five six seven years previously, but I think Oasis just opened it up like well it's probably one of those things there wouldn't have been an oasis without the mondays and and and, and the roses they they had their part to play like in 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 inspiring noel and his right but you're right yeah i mean i love blur as well i was sort of at the time i was i was i was team oasis but over the years now i've i've i'm i just love everything dave nalbin does i think he's so talented like you know so uh but yeah great time for music like you know it's just so good and simple again like simple songs that you can sit down and play in the guitar and they stand up like you yeah. know as you say probably a little bit like the Nirvana thing he didn't need the noise the Nirvana thing was a mood now he had, they had some amazing songs as well but it was more about the vibe and the attitude whereas you know for me it was the, the songs on, on on what's the story like you know and it's just like as you say some might say you know 
don't look back in anger. Like just yeah. songs that are just going to be there forever. Like Absolutely. the long last us. Like you know. Absolutely. Tell me about the song that soundtrack your years going clubbing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, again, I was never really a, a clubber. I, what have I got? Oh, yeah, I wrote down Daft Punk and Chemical Brothers. They were the they're the dance acts that I that I love that I yeah. do love, and I'd actually listened listen to their albums. And I remember uh, one more time that album with Daft Punk. What uh, I, I can't remember what the album's called, but anyway, I uh, I, I love that. My brother was mad into it, but definitely Prodigy as well. I loved. My brother was a huge Prodigy fan, so as growing up, I was sort of like listening from the next room, going, "Oh my God, smack my bitch up!" Can you say that? <laughs> um, and this sort of stuff. But I, and I love Prodigy as well. But um, the actual one I wrote down, if we, oh yeah, was a bit of Regulate by Nate, Nate Dogg and Warren G. Nice. That was a that was a big clubbing song. And still, like if my mates are out now, they'll be like, "We need something to bop to," like, yeah. and they'll put it on the iPod, and everyone start dancing around the kitchen, like you know. So. It is such a tune. And again, a cool intro. As soon as it hits, it's like, it's so good. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was definitely the, yeah, soundtrack of my, of my clubbing days. Regulates the whole note sample, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, Oh, Michael McDonald. I keep forgetting. No, I didn't have any. It's definitely a sample from something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's Michael McDonald. It's not Hall and Oates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's an absolute tune. All right, well, let's take you home. And for track six, Danny, tell me uh, a favorite song from an artist from your home county, please. Yeah. So, um, Bell X1 are, are, well, they're actually from the next county over, but they're close enough. I'll uh, let you have it. Yeah, thanks. He, uh, there's, their lead singer now lives in Dublin anyway. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, again, I could have picked a lot of, I was thinking about this question. I could have picked a lot, a lot of different acts. I mean, I could have gone for someone big and obvious like, like Hosier or U2 or Damien Rice even or Snow Patrol and all bands that I, that I love. Um, well, I suppose Snow Patrol from the North or, and, and Scotland. But um, but yeah, there was, there's so much amazing Dublin music and even Dermot Kennedy now coming out, he's he's from up the road in Kildare as well. So, But I went for this band, Bell X1, who are one of my favourite bands. And this song, uh, Eve the App of My Eye, is just a lovely song. Again, they're a band that sort of they i suppose for us they they were a band that again probably didn't take off outside ireland but but had success here and 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 broke through on radio here and and had a bit of success in america i think this song was on um like dawson's creek or one of those sort of tv shows when that was a thing that used to happen all the time or one tree hill or one of them you yeah. know and it's just it's just a beautiful love song and and it's uh yeah they're still one of my favorite bands so i i picked bellex one and eve the apple of my eye it's, that's a wonderful record and, and i do remember like um when, when th- there was a push to make them yeah. like big in the uk you know was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember sort of being sent their, their their promos and stuff to play in the clubs and that and yeah and uh, and I'm sure I'm sure I saw them as well um, quite early uh, early on in the you know in in the UK in, yeah. in, in Chelmsford playing live and yeah they're a great band are they still playing yeah they're still still gigging still gigging now Paul has a has a sort of side project as well uh, called House Plants which are really good as well and that's sort of more dancey he yeah. singing with a DJ guy and they they sort of he's done some solo stuff as well the lead singer but uh, yeah amazing and and they were really one of those bands who just almost it almost happened for I think on a on a on a bigger scale yeah. but um, they've got some amazing tunes and and they're a great live band yeah really good 
So I'm, I'm going to ask you, because every time I have an Irish musician on here, I ask them about this band, right? Because I'm hoping yeah. one day someone's going to come on and go, oh, yeah, this band. And nobody I ever mention it to has heard of them, right? No way. And if for somebody like you that loves Jeff Buckley, there's a band called The Prayer Boat. I've never, never heard of them. Fucking that is crazy. Man. Like, and they're an, they're an Irish band. Yeah, that, his, name's, that, his singer's name's Emmett. What's his name? Emmett. Oh, I can't think. He's just got... No, I'm, I'm not a big Simply Red fan, but he's got a voice right. a bit like Mike, Mick Hucknall's yeah, meets yeah. Jeff Buckley's. It's no way. stunning. And like, it sounds like I'd, I'd love them. I must check them out, The Prayer Boat. The okay. Prayer Boat. And the album's called Pinochet, I believe. Okay. Um, it's on Spotify. They've got one album out. And if you like Jeff Buckley, yeah. and I tell everybody, just listen to this record. I bought it at a boot sale. Uh, and... Uh, it must have come out early ni- early to mid-90s, and I bought it at a boot sale, and it's one of my favourite records. And cool. I don't know anybody that knows anything about them, but I know that it's on Spotify now. And what, What's his second name, the Emmett guy? I want to I oh, check this uh, out. Uh, he has put solo music out. Yeah, because I, I would say... Are you, are you Googling away there? Go- oh, yeah, Google, is that okay? The, yeah, of course, man. Like, yeah, Google yeah. the prayer boat. Yeah. Yeah, I see it there. Paula Chinnell is the name of the. That's it. Is the name of the song? That's the one. But let me just put it into Wiki and just see what if I know the guy. But it's uh, honestly, mate. Like you, 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 you can thank me later because it's gonna, it's gonna blow you away. That record, you're okay. gonna love it. Okay, yeah, Emma Tinley. I actually have. You said Emmett there, and I actually was like, I think, yeah, I've heard of Emma Tinley. All right, so he must have had some solo stuff. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That would probably be more in my time, but I, I have heard that name. All right, right. but uh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm really excited about checking that. Stuff promise, out, promise like, me you'll check it out. I want more people yeah. to know about it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I will do. That's cool. Wonderful. Um, okay. This is your opportunity to be a tastemaker and influencer uh, now, oh, Danny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear, please. Yeah, well, it's just uh, it's one of those things where I'm just listening to this album at the moment. It's uh, it's again, it's a, it's two Irish artists, uh, Mick Flannery, who is who is an amazing singer songwriter from Cork. He has that sort of like Tom Waitsy vibe and beautiful sort of vo- voice, and Susan O'Neill. And like the whole album is all duets, and it, and there it's like tells a story, like it's like a relationship of a of a guy and a girl, sort of rowing and breaking up and hating each other and spouting angry lyrics at each other, and it really just works. It really works really well, and and so yeah, Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill in the song I went for his baby talk, which is probably the 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 big sing. Well, I wouldn't say big single, but it's it's the most well known one on 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 that album. The album's called In the Game, but um. It's just, it's just really good. I, I'm a big fan of Mick as well. Uh, I, I could have picked him really in in my in my favorite Irish artists as yeah. well. But um, so yeah, he's from Cork, so it's a bit far away. But um, yeah, so that that's definitely an album worth checking out. It's a real, just yeah, coffee table album. Like you put it on in the background, and and I promise you, everyone would be like, "What's that? Like that's really cool." Like right. you know, it's just really nice songwriting real just soft on the ears and, and nice arrangements and piano and sort of yeah jazz house vibe except it's it's emotional and 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 accessible like it's not it's not weird it's it's yeah. it's it's good structured songs that are you know solid songs so uh yeah it's definitely worth checking out i love that album wonderful i'll do your deal i'll listen to that you listen to prayer boat right 
100%. Well, we will also make it easy for everybody to, to go and find uh, your recommendation as well as go and listen to all of your other picks today and obviously um, some of your own music as well because we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany uh, cool. today's podcast. Um, and so, as as you mentioned, you know, touring's back on and records are coming out. So so tell us exactly um, what's going to be happening and, and where people can see you and, and when they can get the record. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, singles or the album's coming out on October seventh. We've got three UK dates at the end of September. Um, we're playing in Glasgow, Manchester, and Shepherd's Bush at the very end of September, and London. So, yeah, we're pumped for that. And then we're going off on tour at the end of October, all around Europe, and then America, in November, and Australia. So it's going to be a busy few months. Uh, I love being on the road. I love love traveling and and uh, getting to see the world, especially after you know a two and a half year hiatus. So, um. Yeah, we're buzzing, but uh, yeah, all our music is, we, we're on all those social things as well, but um, yeah, so you can find all, all the info, coronas.net has all the info on everything there. Lovely, and if you're you're called for us to tag you in this, uh, when this comes yeah. out on the socials, then uh, those that aren't following you already can go and uh, keep up to speed with everything that's coming your way. Um, 100%. Danny, it's been an absolute delight talking records with you, mate. Likewise, really uh, enjoyed it. Lovely, I really, really appreciate your time, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with you uh, in a week or so, and I want some feedback on that prayer boat album, right? Sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much. We've got a drive. We're, we're playing in Limerick tomorrow, so I've got a two hour drive. So I think I'll pencil it in for that. Do it, brother. Do it. I'm gonna press stop. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Cheers, bud. There you go. Oh, how lovely was Danny? Like that. yeah, we had a little chat afterwards. He's uh, he's got a bit of a drive tomorrow, so uh, he's promised he's going to sling on that prayer boat album and uh, and 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 let me know what he made of it. Um, oh, it's a glorious record, really is. Um, as was Danny, he was absolutely glorious. Um, go check out. Uh, their socials go check out their back catalogue go check out his playlist over on Spotify now let us know what you thought of the podcast drop me a message tell me you'd like to hear me chat too um, because I'm always interested in reaching out to to new and interesting guests and uh, yeah because I've got a thirst for it I love it I love talking to nice people about records and creative journeys and yeah and uh, which means I get to do what I've just done, which is have a chat with a really nice person about the things that, that fire them up and the things that move them. And it's been an absolute joy. Everything you need to know about the podcast, as mentioned at the beginning, off the beat and track podcast.com. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, um, be lovely to each other. I'll see you soon. Big love. Bye-bye. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Eat it, boy.